Welcome to Leading with Hope, sponsored by Keller Williams. Your host is J.D. Bellamy, and we believe life with God is better. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms by simply typing in Leading with Hope. Hey guys, my name is J.D. Bellamy, and welcome to Leading with Hope, sponsored by Keller Williams. And this is our first official podcast here, and I'm excited about it. Really, Leading with Hope is meant to be a podcast just to give hope. Uh, It's nothing about leadership. It's nothing about going into uh, seven steps of leadership or 10 steps of leadership, although I love John Maxwell. It's really just meant to give you hope. You see, I simply believe that if we start every day leading with hope, starting our day off knowing that today's going to be a good day because today's going to be a good day, then you know what? Today will be a good day. And so we want you to lead your day with hope in every situation. What if we went into those situations leading with hope? And I I just believe that. I'm a firm believer of that. And so this podcast is simply called Leading with Hope. I'm excited about it. We're going to have guests on. We're going to do talks about from racism to unity to joy, happiness, peace, finances, business. We're going to talk about it all um, from a God perspective. And with that being said, really, I want to dive in today's topic. Uh, We'll be trying to come to you every week. I really want to dive in on today's topic, though. And so if you want to write something down, the scripture that we're going to take a look at is really found in Psalms, Psalms 81. My boy David is speaking. I love David so much. Psalms 81. And if if I had to title this talk uh, for today, anything, I would title it this, What Did He Say? Or that's what he said. (laughs) Um, Psalms 81, verse 10, it says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. Man, that's so good right there. One more time. I am the Lord your God, the one who brought you out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I'll fill it. You you see in this this Psalms here, uh, we're reading, David is speaking to the people of Israel. And he's talking to the people, reminding them um, that God brought you out of a situation. God brought you out of a time, really, that you were in bondage. When I was younger, I remember growing up, I'm one of six, uh, one of seven, and I'm actually the youngest one in my family. In fact, one of my brothers are in town today. Um, I'll talk about that in just a moment, but I'm the youngest of my family. And growing up, there are several things that I hated about being the youngest. The first thing that I hated, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, is growing up, um, shotgun. So anytime we got in the car, uh, you would have to yell shotgun and you would get the front seat. If you didn't yell shotgun, uh, then you have to sit in the back. And even when I did yell shotgun first, I still had to get in the back because I was the smallest and we had to create more room for people in the car. And so my siblings had, one of my siblings are older. They always had the privilege of riding in the front. So that's the first thing I hated. The second thing I hated was hot water. Oh my goodness. Every time that I tried showering, the hot water would be out. Now, I don't know if you've ever lived in a house with seven people before. um, But the reality is by the time you get in the shower, the hot water is going to be ran out. And I always hated get into the shower last. And this would be the reason they would say, oh, you're small. You don't have much to wash. You don't have much to wash. So we have to go first. Or because I was the youngest, all of my siblings would have to uh, get to school first or get on with their day. I wasn't in school yet. And I can still remember this. They would have privilege to the shower before I did. So by the time I got in, the hot water 
was cold. The, 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 one of the last things is uh, never forget that I hated growing up was when my mom would tell me to ask my dad. So I would go to my mom and I would say, oh, my goodness, I really want some ice cream. Can, can I have some ice cream? And my mom would simply turn to me and say, what did he say? She, she didn't even have to say his name. She didn't have to say he. She didn't have to say your dad. The only thing that she would say is, what did he say? And immediately I knew what she was talking about. Well, that's really what I want to talk about today. What did he say? I know that there's a lot going on right now. I know that you probably have a lot going on in your life. Uh, anytime that you turn on the TV, they are pulling for your attention. I've never seen so many commercials in my life. It's really funny that, that businesses and companies would pay more during the time of Super Bowl and the, during the time of these national championships to put their commercials on. Why? Because they know wherever your focus and attention goes, so does your pocket. And uh, I think that that's just how the we play out in life. I think whatever captures our attention captures our life. And we have to be so careful in this thing called life that we don't get so pulled to the left or pulled to the right that we don't remember what did God say. I think so many times in our life we can be going and, 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 and really focusing and trying to really shoot for the stars and something happens. Maybe you, you don't make that benchmark that you've been trying to make. And, and it's so easy to forget what did God say? What did he say over your life? I know that you may, might have failed. I know that you might have gone through a breakup. You may even be going through a divorce right now. But the reality is God's word, God's truth, God's uh, voice over your life trumps every other voice, trumps every other truth, trumps every other opinion of your life. Whatever God speaks over your life, that's what the word is. And I love this psalm here because David is reminding these people. He's saying, I am the Lord. He's saying, God is your Lord. He's the one that brought you out of Egypt. If you open wide your mouth, God will fill it. Here's a question I want to ask uh, this uh, today is, when's the last time you spoke over your life something positive? I, I know that it, it, it can seem bragging. It can seem kind of boastful. But the reality is you're not just boasting on yourself. You're boasting on the God that created you to be so wonderful. You're boasting on God, the one that created you, the, the, the one that gave you the creative genes that you have right now. You're boasting on him, that he makes amazing things. And I, I want to wonder, I wonder, and I want to ask the question today, when's the last time you've asked yourself the question, man, God, what do you have for my life? What's the plans that you have for me? When's the last time you just sat there and wondered that thing? David is talking to these people. He's talking to the children of Israel, and he's saying, I want you to do this. Open wide your mouth, and I'll fill it. You remember the Lord, your God, the one that brought you out of Egypt? Here's here's something that I think is so interesting. Um, I was growing up, I, I had a speech impediment where I would stutter so much. I couldn't say two words right without stuttering. Uh, in fact, I remember uh, one time I went to my father and uh, I began to ask my father if we could go to McDonald's. But I was like, uh, can we can we can we go 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 go, go to McDonald's? And I had a, I had a stuttering problem when I was younger. And my father um, jokingly he would hit the floor, stump on the floor, and he would say, "Oh my goodness!" Now this is going to kind of show my age. He would say, "You sound you sound like a stuck CD," and he would stump on the floor to make the CD continue. And uh, 
David is telling these people, he's saying, you have to open your mouth. You see, I think we have a responsibility in this thing called life. I think we have a responsibility and our responsibility is not to fight the war, but our responsibility is to show up to the war. Your responsibility is not to fight the battle, but your responsibility is to show up to the battle. You see, when we open our mouth, it's not just a matter of our words, but when we open our mouth, what he's encouraging these people to do is to speak the word of God over your life. And I got to tell you, man, in a time that we're living in right now, it's never been more important than to speak the word of God over your life. What is God saying to you? We should rehearse his words over our life. And some reason, one of the reasons I think um, that we don't speak God's word today, it's not because necessarily he's not speaking, but I think the reason that we're not speaking his word is because we don't know his words. One of the things that they had the, um, I went, I went to a speech pathotomist. I think that's how you said, if not, then man, I just messed up that word. And one of the things she told me is that, um, she said, Jontavia, she said, one of the things that you have to do, you have to begin to hear better. If you begin to hear better, then you'll begin to speak better. And how true is that? Man, when our hearing becomes better, then our speech can become better. That's why it's so important. I don't care if you only get one verse a week and you just recite that verse. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Just recite that verse over and over and over again until it becomes into your spirit. Because it's so important to hear God's word, to hear God's voice, to hear him speak over you. When you hear him better, then you can begin to speak better. I don't know about you, but I I know this, is that I want to live a life that is God sent. So David is telling these people, man, you got to begin to speak better. You got to begin to speak over your life. Here's what I know. Whatever you remove, God will replace. Whatever you remove, God will replace. You see, one of the other reasons why I don't think we speak the words of God is because we're too busy speaking our own words. We're too caught up speaking what we want to speak and what we want to say. But the reality is when we remove our words, God will replace our words with his word. We have to begin to remove that doubt. I know you doubt you. That that you doubt you. I get that. But you got to replace your doubt with his what they call in the older church, blessed assurance. You have to believe and solely depend on him. There is a verse in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 17. And uh, if you read, uh, I'm not going to read it today, but you can read 1 Samuel 17 and the 38th verse. Pretty much David is talking uh, to Saul. Saul was David, if you will, mentor. Saul was preparing David to go to war to fight this person called Goliath. Goliath was a giant. And David began to listen to Saul and Saul says, hey, David, I want to help you out, but I need you to put on this armor. I want you to put on my armor that I'm going to give you my armor to help you defeat this enemy. And David begins to put on this armor. But the reality is David's like, man, this armor doesn't fit, bro. This this does not. I don't like it. It doesn't fit me. And what happens is David begins to take off the armor and says, 
I want, I want the help, but it just does not fit. And David says, I'm going to go to war, but I'm not going to go to war empty handed. I'm going to war with his presence. Man, how beautiful is that? Is that it may seem as if people may look at you and may think you're alone, but you're never alone. God's presence is absolutely positively with you. I want you to know that today, that no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what your situation is, you're leading with hope. <laughs> you see, the God that created the heavens and the earth, that created the sky, the grass, the wind, that same God, he gives you the ability, he gives you the advantage. One of the verses I love so much is it's Hebrews. And this is what it says in Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and 3. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. In other words, Hebrews 3 is telling us is that God was able to form the entire world with his words, that because he spoke, the world began to be framed. Can I encourage you today? I want to let you know that when you begin to speak the words of God, you begin to frame your world. When you begin to speak the words of God over your life, when you begin to encourage yourself with the words of God, it will frame your day. It's nothing more beautiful than waking up and saying, hey, I believe the words of God. What did he say? And in, in, in a time that's so politicized in a time that's so tensioned, there's so much tension right now. We have to get to a place to just ask ourselves, what did he say? What, what, what did he say over our life? What did he say when it comes to racism? And what did he say when it comes to, what, what did he say with policy, education right now? What did he say? I think we have to remember that there's a truth above all truths. There's a name above all names. And, and the Bible says at his name, not the name of J.D. Bellamy, not your name, but at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. We have to begin to speak his words. What did he say? I can tell you what he said. He says that you're above and not beneath. He says that you're the lender and not the borrower. He says that above all, I wish that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul will prosper. He says that, 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 that though they come in many, I will be with you. And today I want to encourage you. I don't know if where you're listening from. I don't know what you're listening to right now, but I want to encourage you to lean your ear towards the balcony of heaven, to lean your voice towards heaven and realize that my life has to be led by the voice of God, not the voice of CNN, Fox 13, NBC, not of the voice of a news station, but of the voice of heaven. I, I think that's what will bring revival. I think that's what will start an awakening. It's when we listen to the voice of God alone. We would love to hear from you and connect with you. Please join our online community by simply DMing us and we would love to add you to our online hope groups.